Thank you for listening to the Sacred Commons podcast. If you want to help support us in this work, please visit our website. If anything, just check it out. But if you feel inclined to give, you can do so by visiting thesacredcommons.com. Click on Give. Every single cent has an immediate impact and helps us continue to do this. Well, let's get to it because we need to we need to get to it. <laughs> Go ahead and say it. Tell them where we're at. What does it sound like in your headphones right now? Sounds like we're at the beach. Mm-hmm. But we're not. It sounds like we're at the beach. And notice my desktop. It's the beach. You know why that is? I never change my desktop. Do you know why it's a de- why my desktop is a beach right now? Because we live in Ohio. And I'm going crazy with gray skies <laughs> and snow. And it was cold sunny weather. today and mm. warmish. Seeing the sun, <laughs> only people who live in the Midwest can relate to this. The sun goes away mm-hmm. for six months. We don't see the sun. And we start to wonder, why is it that we live here? That happens to me all the time. I get it now. The whole old people moving south, snowbirds during the winter. Oh, I get it. It makes sense. Oh, I'm there already. And I also have birds chirping and the sound of an ocean playing in our headphones right now. Does it make you feel different? It does. How does it make you feel? Makes me feel good. Calm, relaxed. Mm Mm-hmm. Ready to do this podcast. Good. Can they hear it too? No, they can't. Oh. It's our world. It's only our world. I feel like you should let them hear it for like a second. You guys want to hear it? Here, I'll bring it in right here. Someone probably wants us to just leave that up. Let it play the whole time. We'll see. Speaking of warm climates, we're going to talk about the devil made me do it. Warm climates. (laughs) Are you referring to hell? That's correct. (laughs) Speaking of warm habitats, the fires of hell. Dante's version of it, at least. The devil made me do it. Thank you for tuning in. This is the Sacred Commons Lectionary Podcast. Hey there, D. Hi. How you doing today? <laughs> Honest answer, or <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. Yeah, I thought you were going to make fun of me because no. every time I try to do banter with you, you make fun of me. Yeah. Stop. Whenever that. people ask you how you're doing, usually you say good, but not every day is a good day. Not today. <laughs> and that's fine because our podcast is called The Devil Made Me Do It. Yeah. So it shouldn't be a good day. Yeah, but it's all good. I'm glad you're here tonight. I'm glad I'm here too. You're looking good. You're smiling. Thanks. Mm-hmm. It might have something to do with the birds and the waves that I'm hearing. I'm telling you. It's very helpful. I'm telling you. Everybody, if I make, after this podcast, a few ambient soundscapes for people, and I call it, I don't know what I would call it, hope in the bleak midwinter. I don't know. I would call it something. <laughs> Look for it on Spotify. I'm going to make this available in a different way. Okay. If I do that, and you want it, you being whoever's listening Ooh, right now. Something special just for our listeners. Something special just for the listeners. Mm, I like it. For those of you battling seasonal depression, battling not seeing that glowing ball in the sky for six months, if you need this, I'm your pusher man. You talk to me. I actually thought everyone suffers from seasonal depression. Oh, I do. But apparently... 
I know it. <laughs> Apparently I not. Get, I get cranky. I was pretty sure everyone in Ohio has that, but uh, okay. I get cranky. I don't like it. Okay. The devil made me do it. Let's get to the... Well, we never did print out the text for this week, so guess what, guys? We're going to Google it. It's Luke. I know. 4, 1 through 13. For those of you who don't know about lectionarypage.net, if you ever want to find the revised common lectionary, I would head over to lectionarypage.net. We are not sponsored by them. I don't even know who they are. I don't know who's behind it. Well, the Episcopal Church. But it's a calendar, and you can click on the day. Is it the Episcopal Church? It's got the it's flag got on the it. It's got the flag up there, so... Anyways, it's a calendar. You click on the day. You see the lectionary for that day. So we're going to head over to... This would have been March... Would have been the 10th. The 10th. Mm-hmm. So first Sunday in Lent. Go ahead, kick us the gospel, D. Luke 4, 1 through 13. After his baptism, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over, he was famished. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, One does not live by bread alone. Then the devil led him up and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil said to him, To you I will give their glory and all this authority, for it has been given over to me, and I give it to anyone I please. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered him, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to protect you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is said, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every test, he departed from him until an opportune time. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Can I ask you a question? Question. What do you think people imagine when they think of the devil in our culture today? Well, I think it's usually somebody, they think of a persona, first of all, like Mm -hmm. a a person, usually evil looking. So Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of, is it Darth Maul? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nice. I never would have taken it in that direction, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Horns. Yeah. Bit of a Darth Maul type character. Uh-huh. Tail, pitchfork. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Red. Mm-hmm. Cape. You gotta have a cape. Fangs, maybe? Yeah, because somewhat of a snake, right? He's supposed to be the snake in the Garden of Eden, so kind of like mm-hmm. a kind of a folklorish type. evil character the villain and we don't want to get into a theology of the devil and whether or not uh yeah i'll just stop that there we but we do believe that evil exists Mm -hmm. and that it can be personified but to go back to the title of our podcast you hear people say it's kind of like this infamous quote the devil made me do it Mm mm-hmm and a lot of people, especially like in the charismatic world where we come from, they give the devil a lot of credit mm-hmm. in a personified way. 
devils is attacking me, devils doing this. Not to say that evil and and the uh, the agency of evil isn't a real thing, mm-hmm. but they really kind of glorify the devil to uh, to this omnipresent, uh, always coming after me sort of thing. Yeah. So if, if God is love and God is omnipresent and omniscient. It's almost like they give yeah, this right. idea of a devil, the equal of like yeah. the inverse of God. Right. So like evil, opposite of God, but mm-hmm. also yeah, not quite as powerful, but still there. But and, he's pretty tough. Yeah. yeah, he's always showing up on my doorstep. Yeah, and and it's definitely obvious. Like the devil's obvious to them, right? Like the mm-hmm. devil's always obvious. He's the one who. Uh, you can see him coming from a mile away. And so a lot of people, I think, when they think of the devil, they have those characteristics that they imagine him to be or that entity to be. Yeah, very like black and white, good versus evil. Uh-huh, good versus evil. I have a good angel on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. Then I got the devil on the other shoulder. I grew up in the 80s and there was a really popular song. I don't remember who sings it, but it's like, somebody's knocking, should I let him in? You don't know that song? I do not. Lord is the devil. I, I don't remember who sang it. Mm. It's okay. But it was like this really popular song. And a lot of times I do believe that culture has a certain view of the devil. Mm-hmm. And it's always it's always apparent, right? Mm-hmm. He's, he's this character and he's obvious and it's really easy to identify. And anytime something's not going my way, I can just blame it on him. Or anytime I do something that wasn't right, I just blame it on him. However, and I think this is the hinge of the entire podcast, when we, I think, have a more faithful view, not to say that I do, I'm trying, I think a more faithful view of the devil would be to understand that he's the angel of light. And I always like to pivot on that and say he's the angel of right. And when you look at the temptations here, And this story could have only come from Jesus because no one else was out there with him, right? He went Mm -hmm. on on just him and the spirit yeah. and this tempting entity. And if we view it as like a play, we're really not viewing it rightly in terms of like Jesus is in the wilderness and then, you know, here comes this character (laughs) and and it's real obvious. Like temptations aren't obvious. That's the point of the text. Yeah, Temptations are subtle or they're not temptations at all. Temptations that are obvious and an evil that is obvious, and these characters like this Darth Maul walking at me and <laughs> walking towards me in the wilderness that's obvious, that's mm-hmm. not a temptation. And that which is obvious is not a tempting thing. We're not tempted, right? To most of us aren't tempted to smash our hand with a hammer, right? This is obvious, this is harmful, this is not good, it's, it's not tempting at all. Mm-hmm. We're not tempted to be sexually attracted to characters like I'm thinking of characters like from Austin Powers uh what was the big fat Irish dude what was his name <laughs> fat bastard, fat bastard. <laughs> he's not a tempting character right because he's hideous right <laughs> yeah. he's big he's hairy he's got saliva all over his face greasy because he's eating food temptation is not obvious temptation is subtle it's appealing. Mm-hmm. The devil is the angel in the, in the scripture. He's the angel of light. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucifer is the angel of light, I should say. And he really, in, in the scripture, I think 
the way that evil is tempting is that it comes wrapped in the good. Mm-hmm. It comes wrapped in the things that are disguised as good. The devil came to Jesus, this is a quote, Someone said, the devil came to Jesus the same way the devil comes to you and I, disguised as a good idea. Mm. And I feel like that's it. That's really important. Temptation, being tempted, it means you want to do these things. It looks good. It looks right. You can't be tempted into something you have absolutely no interest in doing. Mm -hmm. You're only tempted to do these things that seem pleasing, pragmatic, good So what's the key to knowing the difference? We'll get to that, I hope. But temptations look good and they really are very convincing. And in that sense, I think the devil, if I can use that phrase, has really occupied the church because of all the good things that we think are the right things to do, that we've justified in the name of God and religion, but really... They're just temptations. In that direction that you're talking about, I think there is a lot of things that we do for our own security, for our own power. And I think that might be where you can draw the line between if this is a good thing or if this is a temptation thing that's actually evil in disguise. Mm -hmm. It seems good, but you have to look at the motive, the Mm -hmm. why behind it. Every single thing that can become an idol in our lives are good things that become the main thing that then become the bad thing. Right. Good things become main things, become bad things, because it robs us of loving and serving and worshiping the main thing, which is the very energy that lets us go out and love neighbor ourself. So it always looks good and it always looks right. The angel of light always looks bright and shiny, looks good. So it's not always choosing the good thing or instead of choosing the good thing, you choose the bad thing. It's sometimes making a choice for a good thing, but taking it too far to where you're- Becomes the main thing. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, you're putting your security in that, or you're putting, um, you're using it for power, Mm -hmm. or you you find your safety and security in that instead of, um, instead of it being a good thing, it actually turns out to- be something that mm. is not right. Yeah. And that's the temptation. Yeah. So Brueggemann, Walter Brueggemann says that in this text in Luke, the tempter seeks to talk Jesus out of real security and his true vocation by offering him fake models of well-being, fake models of security. And it really is like what you said. I mean, he takes these ideas that seem to be good, necessary for a good life, for security, for well-being, And he uses it as a temptation. Even like, think about this. He takes something good like scripture, right? Mm -hmm. He wraps it in the good. He makes it look really good. Makes it look reasonable. Makes it look rational, Mm -hmm. pragmatic. But it's it's not the right way. Mm -hmm. And that's where Jesus calls him on it. I kind of like the direction that um, the Luke text takes it with the devil using scripture. Mm -hmm. Bad theology, (laughs) Jesus answers with good theology. Right. And I I feel like sometimes as Christians, we're still doing that to this day. And we're trying to use scripture Mm -hmm. in a way that is going to um, fulfill our purposes. Yeah. And I think that's a temptation too. Yeah. If if we see the devil operating in the church, you better believe he's he's using scripture to do it. Mm. This is his oldest trick taking what was said and perverting it, right? Mm -hmm. Using it the wrong way. 
going back to that idea though that that these things seem to be good these desires seem to be good but they're actually the very channel for evil to take place this is a quote from Willimon Bishop Willimon from the Methodist Church he said those human desires to avoid pain avoid suffering the desire to be loved to be accepted to be successful are the origins of some of the most satanic temptations mm-hmm And I feel like that's it. Like the devil's greatest tool, evil's greatest tool, is to use the good, these normalized desires, the very things that we view as good, like scripture, Mm -hmm. and use it against us, use it against God, use it against loving neighbor Mm -hmm. as self. And so let's tie it into Lent. Lent is the time that we take back what evil stole, that we take back what the devil distracted us with, these satanic temptations. It's the moment where we analyze all of the compromises to worship that we've allowed the devil to normalize through convenience, through comfort, through wealth and security, these false securities, false forms of security that have robbed us of the sacred time, space, and attention to be transformed people transforming the world. Mm-hmm. Lent is where we question our norms. Mm. Not the bad stuff, not the obvious stuff, not Darth Maul walking towards (laughs) us, you know, and not this hideous creature, not fat bastard. It's like Mm -hmm. Lent is where we look at all the good things in our lives and we Mm -hmm. become skeptical Mm -hmm. and a little bit on edge. And we say, let's question our norms. Mm -hmm. And when you question your norms, you should let the Holy Spirit lead you to a new normal. So Lent is a time for a new normal, even if it takes you through the wilderness. Yeah, I feel like that ties into the sermon that we yeah was shared on yeah last Saturday. Lent is a time where we say, "Do I really have time for this? Mm-hmm. Do I really have room for this? Do I really want this?" Lent is where desire is clarified, where the limitations of our flesh are acknowledged, and we say, oh "Man, we come from dust." And to dust we shall return. And to quote Chittister, that means we should stop dilly-dallying on the road to God. And as ashes are put on our head, we're reminded to pour our lives out as worship instead of wasting our lives, trying to secure ourselves using these good things, but we really find them to be, in the end, a false form of security. Mm -hmm. I think there's always that temptation to rely on ourselves and to have that desire for security. Mm-hmm. And I do think that it's always good. And w- one of the things that I like about following the liturgical year and the calendar is every year you have a chance in Lent at that 40-day period mm-hmm. to revisit that and to do a little bit of spiritual house cleaning, spring cleaning, yep. so to speak, and um, to have that internal um, reflection. Mm -hmm. I think it's a healthy thing. No doubt. If you don't do your spring cleaning every year, your house is going to get really cluttered and it's just going to, you know, it just keeps piling up. Mm -hmm. So spring cleaning, everyone. Brueggemann said, Lent is a time to sort out Mm -hmm. and refuse the other offers and to embrace the only reliable gift of well-being. That's good. It's because it's Brueggemann. Brueggemann's amazing. You've got some really good quotes tonight. I think we'll wrap it up with um, 
I feel like, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I really feel like we need to end this, which I don't think we can for copyright reasons, but I feel like we need to end this with the song from Carmen, Satan Bite the Dust. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you were going to take it somewhere with Carmen. I had a feeling. Oh, yeah. I had a feeling you were going to say, Satan. If you're listening, if you're listening to this podcast and you're not familiar with Carmen from what the early '90s, Satan Bite the Dust, I'm sure you can find it on YouTube. Just bringing it back from our childhood or youth group days. You, you got to give a little bit of background. Carmen is a Carmen is a Christian artist from the '90s. Hip hop, R and B. Yeah, he he new d- Jack he likes to do. I don't know, like. <laughs> He liked to do like Christian music Christian videos. Christian versions of, yeah. Kind of, yeah. Party's over, shut it down. I'm hunting for someone, y'all. He's a lion, thief, and rattlesnake, and he's broken every law. <laughs> yeah, he would like kind of rap it. Uh-huh. You no. Know? It, what, he didn't sing. He would sing parts of the song. He's like this New like, Jersey part Italian Part of it would guy. be rap. So I feel like that's the perfect way to end yeah. today's um, lectionary musings. Let's end with a challenge. So here's a challenge for you on on the way out. During this season of Lent and during the season of repentance and reimagining and rethinking and questioning your normal and letting the Spirit lead you into a new normal, where we challenge the modern assumption that every desire ought to be satisfied, this modern assumption that appetite is a virtue, and when I use that word appetite, I'm not saying like just food. We live in an age of instant gratification. We live in an age of Amazon and Netflix. Lent, I think, is an opportunity for us to really say, just because we can doesn't mean we should. And how are good things becoming main things that end up being bad things because they rob us from the main thing in our life, which ought to be a life of worship, Mm -hmm. pivoted and hinged upon worship so that we can love neighbor itself. So maybe during this Lent season, Ask yourself the question, like, what am I really about? Who am I really serving? Mm-hmm. What, is, what am I really doing? Am I dilly-dallying on the road to God? How often do my own personal preferences and comfort get in the way of a life of worship, of a life of spiritual formation? And am I devoting enough time to God? Is my attention being interrupted? Is my schedule being interrupted? Are my finances being dominated by my own false forms of security? Are my appetites disordered, the things that I want? So Lent is proper subordination, where we identify habits and pursuits that we view as harmless, as normal, which in reality are keeping us from God. And that's going back to the devil made me do it. It's going to come in a way that you just don't see it. That's why Peter said, uh, be sober-minded, be alert, be awake. The devil, he roams, seeking someone he can devour. It's it's not going to be Darth Maul, and it's not going to be this maniacal, (laughs) evil, red pitchfork Mm -hmm. creature. It's going to seem so right. It's going to seem so normal. But once you can identify those things... And now you know maybe where the Spirit is leading you and and answer bad theology with good theology and hopefully something can change, right? That's what we want. That's what I want. And I got a plenty, I got plenty to work on. Spring cleaning. I got plenty of things to, yeah, 
to offer to the Thanks process. for giving uh, Marie Kondo a shout out too. Oh, Saturday. in the sermon? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I knew you would like that. I did. Well, we want to thank you for listening to the Sacred Commons yes, podcast. thank you. Hopefully something in here was uh, beneficial. And I just want to encourage you to, to journey well through this Lenten season. And remember that you are dust. And to dust you shall return. And speaking of dust, Satan! <laughs> Bite the dust. <laughs> so, to wrap this up, we just want to encourage everyone to watch out for those things that might seem good and go a little bit too far to the self-reliance and the security and the power and make sure that we keep everything in balance. You know, that's our challenge in this Lenten season to do some examination and make sure that things aren't becoming idols in our lives. And Yeah, keep, keep a lookout. I like that. Keep a lookout. Peace, everybody. We'll see you next time. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Representing a whole new breed of Christians here today, and I'm authorized and deputized to blow you clean away. I've got a message to deliver from one who's true and just. We'll spit it in your eye, you father of lies, Satan. Bite the dust. I think he whispered that part. I don't know if I sang that last part. Bite the dust.